You are listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Tune in and listen because it's going to be awesome. And this is Sassy Steffi. If you don't listen, I'm going to make you kiss my sass. Welcome to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of indie wrestling. We ought to just change the name of the show to the Caleb Conley Show. Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605. With your host, Bunkhouse Bob. I don't sign autographs, I'm not, and I, and I very, very rarely take pictures with people, but if people insist in their nights, then, then I'll do that, so... And the lovely Laura. I am a true and total lady. I would never headbutt anybody. My name is Bunkhouse Bob, and I am the co-host of Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Rumors of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. And all jokes aside, folks, uh, I want to thank everybody for the get well wishes. Some of you know, some of you may not know, I've been a little under the weather, a little sick. Certainly appreciate all the, uh, the messages I've received on Twitter and Facebook wishing me to get well, and, and I am getting better. I still have a cold, but I am here in somewhat of a limited capacity. I think we're going to change the name of the show to the lovely Laura Show because she's actually probably going to be the one doing most of the talking tonight because my voice will be very limited this evening. But I do want to get some pertinent stuff out of the way. Thank you, folks, for tuning in wherever you're at and however you're listening to us whether you're listening to us on Blog Talk Radio or whether you're downloading us on iTunes. Uh, I know that Jim Ross's podcast is listed as number six in the iTunes Top 300 underneath the category of sports. But I know that live from the Armory Wrestling Show is ranked number one with indie wrestling fans. You know how I know that, Laura? And how do you know that, Bob? Because they tell us that every week with the amount of downloads that we get for our show. Folks, we're very, very humbled and very, very uh, surprised in in a sense that in 35-some-odd episodes, our show has received almost 6,000 downloads. And we thank you for your support. Again, however you're listening to us, it is. It is 100% awesome. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, our Twitter address is at From the Armory. If you're listening to us live on Blog Talk Radio, our studio number is area code 213-816-1605. Tonight, our guest will be uh, independent wrestling referee, manager, Jack of all trades, master of most of them, James Bruner will be with us. 
and also the king of the indie gimmick table. Derek Gamble will be with us as well. Laura, do you want to tell the folks about our Facebook information? Sure, you can look us up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash live.armory.9. I try to keep up with it uh, during the week and post things, and also I live post and live tweet as well during the show. So, uh, hey, check us out. You might learn something. Folks, we can also be heard for our fans that are in Australia, the United Kingdom, Europe, Japan, worldwide. You can also find our stream on www.fnxnetwork.com. We certainly appreciate all the support that fnxnetwork.com has given us over the past few weeks. They've uh, turned out to be a tremendous partner in what we're trying to do. And what we're trying to do is simply this. We're trying to win over wrestling fans to become independent wrestling fans, one fan at a time. We'd also like to give a shout-out to our, our partner in clothing, Strong Style Life Clothing. You can find all of their apparel Got some really cool shirts, some other gear. You can find them on www.sslclothing.com. Now that we've paid for all the paid for the show by mentioning everybody, because you know we're making a boatload of money left and right. Wanted to uh, give a shout out to a guy that I respect. I know that you had probably saw this lore about uh, Jake the Snake Roberts' uh, health problem. Yeah. Uh, this past week uh, on a flight to a show, and there was a lot of misinformation, surprise, duh, that was put out on the Internet. Uh, some folks had him, you know, passing out on the plane, you know, and a bunch of cr- just a bunch of crazy crap. Well, I wanted to give a shout-out to Bill After. He's a guy that's been around since the 70s, and, yes, that makes him older than me, uh, that put out some really credible information about what was going on with Jake Roberts and put a lot of those rumors to, to rest. So uh, if you're not familiar with Bill After, uh, you probably need Shame to crawl out from under. Yeah, you probably better need to crawl out from underneath the rock that you're under because Bill After has been the voice and the source of, of quality uh, information for professional wrestling as long as what I can remember. So thank you very much, Mr. After, for uh, putting to rest all those rumors. Yes, and, you know, um, we we definitely want to wish Jake Roberts um, a speedy recovery. Uh, He's come so far in his life, and now for this, you know, to happen, we just want to say, hey, Jake, you know, get well, get better soon so that we can uh, see you back in the ring doing what you uh, do best. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm going to be taking over the show a little bit tonight because Bob's voice is, as you can hear, a little under the weather. But we um, are so glad that he is here tonight and that he is struggling through. And thank you very much, Bob, for uh, doing that and all your hard work and blah, 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 yakety-schmackety. I know. Don't sprain your arm (laughs) patting me on the back. (laughs) Um, What I would like to mention a couple of things, uh, one of which is uh, if you guys have not contributed to Zane and Caleb's Put Over the Movie Kickstarter campaign, shame on you. You can donate two bucks. As of right now, I believe they're at 962. We get them up to 1,000. We can get that musical number. I've already got 
uh, said people in uh, bumblebee costumes and butterfly costumes for getting them to 900. You're, you're welcome. And uh, you can go to Kickstarter.com and uh, type in uh, Zane and Caleb, and it'll take you right to them. And you can get some good, cool stuff. I mean, hey, if you donate $750, you get you get Blue Teeth to Bear. How cool is that? I think if you donate something else, I can't remember how much the money is, but it's like Zane will tattoo his initials on his posterior. Ugh. Hey. For prosperity. So, hey. Um. <laughs> well, I was feeling better. <laughs> Are you telling me, Bob, that you don't want a BB? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, there, there, there is a huge joke in there. Hell with it. I gotta go with it. Yeah, he can put B on one cheek and B on the other, and guess where the O is, folks. What a bunch of crap! Literally, those two doofuses. Oh, oh but. We're going to talk about now. It's breaking down quick, folks. Breaking down quick. you got to love it. This is why you get all this great entertainment for the low price of just $9.99 a month. That's right. Um, But we will switch from that to a class act, one Mr. George South. Mm. He and he and his students put on an excellent, excellent wrestling show Saturday night in Ilka, North Carolina. I, I was saw so some impressed. pictures on that. I saw some pictures on that. Oh, it was just, it was awesome. And I'm so glad I got to go down and see the guys train before this show uh, because I knew some people and some, um, they were all introduced by the names that George had given them. Mm-hmm. So uh, even Zane Riley was introduced as Joe LaDuke. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, folks, if you don't know who Joe LaDuke is, Google this name, J-O-S space L-E space D-U-C. <laughs> Just do it. Um, the highlight of the night, I do believe, uh, in my opinion, was Tessa Blanchard. She took on George South. Uh, for the EWA title, which is Exodus Wrestling Alliance. And that was a 50-minute match, folks. That was, that was a match like you would have seen in the NWA. Really? Uh, it was back and forth. It was. Uh, George even brought out the blackjack claw. Uh-oh. You know, George has got blackjack mulligans tights. All right. He wears those. And uh, he brought out that claw, and uh, he and Tessa went back and forth. If Tessa didn't do something right, he made her do it again. Um, very impressed with Tessa. She she got in there and she gave it her all. I mean, seriously. And I know there's a lot of backlash and a lot of flack about it. But, you know, if you were there, you would have seen why that happened. Because you can say what you want to about Tessa, but she's got a lot of heart. Uh, a well, lot of uh, attitude, and you know, that's going to take that, her far. 
the thing that impresses me is, is just the the overall time limit that she was in the ring. And 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 folks that watch a lot of televised wrestling, you know, will know that you know a lot of the divas matches, uh, the knockouts division matches, hell, even some of the matches that we see, you know, on loaded cards, we're lucky if a lot of the ladies get you know, 10 to 12 minutes in the ring, you know, on indies and even less in major televised promotions, you're lucky if you get a four-minute match. So for her to go in and wrestle with George for 50 minutes, you know, we're talking about 10 minutes shy, folks, of an Ironman match, 10 minutes shy of, you know, the one-hour challenge, you know, the 60-minute man, you know, all the monikers that go along with it, but we got it from... Uh, a tremendous athlete and a tremendous wrestler in one Tessa Blanchard. So my my hat's off to her for, you know, not only the performance, but the length of the performance as well. Yeah, I mean, she, she got out of the ring, and I came up to her, and she was like, how long was I in there? And I don't even think it really had set in, you know. I said, well, yeah. Tessa, I don't know, but, I mean, it, it had to be over 30 minutes, and I think the official time was, like, I want to say 48 minutes and, like, 52 seconds or something like that. Right. Okay. So um, it, it was a great show. Uh, lots. Of, I think we're going to see um, some stars come out of this and some people in there just giving it their all and working really hard. Uh, it's ten bucks to get in. You can't really beat that. George is a great guy. Uh, <laughs> puts on a great show. He was talking to the people in the crowd. He was even talking to me while he was wrestling. Um, he hollered at Zane to go get him something to drink. You know, I mean, it was just it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, next time they do that, I'll I'll definitely be there because I had a lot of fun and I want to give a shout out to my friend uh, Rachel too. She did absolutely awesome. She was in a mixed tag match, got in there, and she put up her dukes and did what she had to do. But um, while we're waiting on, um, we've got a little time before we have to call our mm-hmm. first guest, but let's go over some indie action that's going to be coming up here um, in the next weekend. We're talking about uh, AIW Wrestling Presents Wrestle, is that Rager? Rager? Wrestle I think Rager? Rager, Rager, yes. Yeah, Russell Rager, Friday, Russell September Rager. Uh, 5th uh, with a 7 p.m. bell time, uh, Saturday, September 6th with a 6 p.m. bell time, and Sunday, September 7th with a 6 p.m. bell time. Uh, I would Google AIW Wrestling Presents and find out what the um, the venue is. Oh, sorry about that. Um, it is in Turner's Hall, Cleveland, in Cleveland, Ohio, scheduled to appear Abyss, Michael Elgin, Boom, boom, Colt Cabana. I saw this on uh, Facebook. This is like a big major card. Yeah, it's um, like a three-day Candace show. Lure- yeah, I mean, this is like huge. Uh, mm-hmm. Candice LeRae, uh, Cliff Compton, Eddie Kingston, and more. You can find it at www.aiwrestling.com. CWF Mid-Atlantic presents Fire and Desire 2014, Saturday, September 6th, with a 7.30 bell time. CWF website lists this as being at uh, Whitsett Hall, Fire Hall, but as airtime, we didn't have any other uh, information available. So if you can go to uh, the CWF website and find out more uh, about that. Uh, also, mm-hmm. West Coast Wrestling Connection. 
Saturday, September 6th, the early bird special. The taping begins at 8 a.m. Yeah. Y'all better get up early. Um, At the Bob White White Theater in Portland, Oregon. The tickets to this tape are only five bucks. You can find out more information at www.wc-wc.com. If I'm not uh, mistaken, my BFF is going to be on this card. I think that he was, was, yeah, he was listed on the poster, but I don't know if he's performing. They didn't have a list of the matches, and I know that they had also showed on the show promotion, uh, the promotional poster, that they were going to serve breakfast during intermission. So uh, very excited about uh, West Coast Wrestling Connection. There's a lot of lot of stars that come up from uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood. A lot of them come up from the California area to, to wrestle there. Uh, and I, and it, I, from all accounts that I've heard, they put on a good show. And the deal with uh, CWF Mid-Atlantic, I am not sure if that show is a filler show or not. It was not on their main list of events. This was kind of like a sideline event, so I would urge everybody before you go running out thinking that there is a a, a CWF Mid-Atlantic show this weekend to check their website, which is cwf247.com, and double-check the event schedule. Uh, We ran into this same issue last week with another promotion, you know, about there being one date on the flyer, another date being on the website, one venue listed, right. another one, you know, that kind of thing. That's why we always give you the websites so that you can check it out for yourself because I'd hate for anybody to drive an hour and a half to a show, and lo and behold, there's no show. So check out CWF247.com uh, for uh, Mid-Atlantic uh, information. Yeah, most certainly. Most certainly. Um, and also, sorry, I am being barraged by some um, messages. Uh, we also have Ring of Honor. They pre- they're presenting their All-Star Extravaganza 6 live on iPay-Per-View Saturday, September 6th at the 7.30 bell time. I'm hoping this pay-per-view feed is going to be decent. At the, mm-hmm. is it the Matami? The Matt? I don't know. I believe it's pronounced Matney. Um, Athletic Center in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Scheduled to appear would be Michael Elgin, AJ Styles, the Young Bucks, our good friend Cedric Alexander, Adam Cole, and many more. You can... Find all this information and much, much more at www.rohwrestling.com. Yep. Let's do one more real quick. Uh, I'm going to make, phone. I'm make a phone call while you, sure. while you talk. All right. Sure. Um, NWA Elite, Saturday, September 7th with a 5 p.m. bell time at East Park Recreation Center in Homa, Louisiana. Scheduled to appear. Steve Anthony, John Saxon, Tim Storm, and more. You can find out more information about this at www.elitechampionshipwrestling.com. Trans South Wrestling at Saturday, September 6th at 7.30 at the Union County Fairgrounds in Union, South Carolina. Two big matches that are going to be on the card. There's many more. The Stroh is going to take on Jeff Lewis Neal in the Heavyweight Championship for Trans South. 
and the tag team titles are going to be on the line. And my good friend Cameron Cade, remember, it's Cade's kingdom. We just live in it. Is going to be in a tag team elimination match for a shot at the heavyweight title. How cool is that? Um, so everybody in the Union, South Carolina area, get out and support Trend South Wrestling. Uh, I believe my good friend Tommy Thomas is the Tommy Thomas is going to be there as well. And when Tommy's there, it's it, all bets are off. Um, <laughs> Tommy's going to have to Tommy's going to have to sober up before he gets to that show. I don't know if you've seen Facebook this <laughs> afternoon, but. <laughs> Boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> Tommy, let me give you some advice from a from a guy that fought in the whiskey wars in the nineteen eighties, son. Set the bottle down. Set the bottle down. At least or if you're not gonna do that, don't sing Britney Spears and video record it and post it on Facebook. Actually I don't think I don't think well, I don't know what he was singing. I don't know what it was either them or the Backstreet Boys, one of the two. I don't know. At any rate, go ahead, Laura. Finish up with the one that you were doing. Um, we'll report uh, on Hood Slam Wrestling, which is going to be on Friday, September 5th at 8.30 at uh, the Oakland Metro Center at, in Oakland, California. You can go to facebook.com backslash Hood Slam for more information. Um, this is a promotion I'm really interested in right now. Um, they've got some cool stuff going on. It sounds like it's just right up my alley, so... Uh, you guys get out if you're on the West Coast. Go out and support Hood Slam. Absolutely, absolutely. You've heard some good stuff out of Hood Slam as of late, and it's probably one of those promotions we should pay a little more attention to. Uh, joining us now, folks, as as promised earlier, we have Derek Gamble. And some of you may know Derek but may not know him, like Laura had alluded to last week. Derek runs the gimmick table for high spots, and I'm going to have to ask Derek as soon as we get him on whether or not he was in New Orleans because I probably saw him or if he was at another Mm -hmm. show that High Spots had a table set up at. And, folks, you know what we're talking about with gimmick tables. It's a place where you go where either the wrestlers or a promotion has merchandise set out, T-shirts, 8x10s, DVDs, so on and so forth. And you go in and, you, you know, you buy some. And, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of times we take for granted who's sitting behind the table but it just so happens that we have the guy that does sit behind the table for high spots, and we're going to bring him on. Derek, welcome to the show. How are you tonight? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm getting over this cold, so you're going to have to bear with me. Laura's going to, going to ask the bulk of the questions tonight because I just don't think my voice is going to hold out long enough. Uh, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure Laura will come up with plenty of questions for me. <laughs> I'm sure that she <laughs> oh, yeah. going. You know it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, am, I am certain that she has more than enough questions. Uh, <laughs> folks, our studio number is 213-816-1605. Right off the bat, Derek, I uh, want to thank you for coming on the show tonight. We appreciate your time. Um, I was wanting to ask you, were you at WrestleCon in New Orleans? Yes. I, I very okay. much was. Um, I was in the probably the back leftish corner with all the DVDs at the high spots table. I, I usually like to stand up and talk to people and stuff, but it was just such an exhausting weekend. I was kind of just sitting there and uh, okay. I was still trying so was, to talk to people. But uh, I was thinking when I was at the table, Zane was there, and Freight Train was sitting there, and Michael Elgin had just came out and was setting some stuff down at the table beside of you. And I went over and I talked to Zane for a minute, and then 
I talked to Freight Train and got a picture with Freight Train, and then I went over and talked to Michael and uh, got a picture with him. So I am certain that I saw you. I just, you know, didn't know who you were. Yeah, I, I think I think about that time of the day I was uh, pretty much lying down uh, on the table. <laughs> not, not you know, not, whew, geez. Uh, you know, I, I had my head down on the table watching the uh, – was the wrestling show going on at that time or was that before? That was beforehand. We had, we had gotten there, I don't know, right as doors opened because, you know, my, my son, he, we have to be first in line for everything. It doesn't matter if it's to a wrestling show or the first in line to the bathroom at McDonald's. We, we, we've got to be first in line <laughs> for everything. So, yeah, of course. We, we, it, it, this was before, as a matter of fact, Jake was running around still setting up uh, – uh, uh, recording with cameras, setting up recording equipment is is, is how. Oh yeah. There. So, um, have yeah. you been have you been to Northeast Louisiana? Have you done any work for a promotion called Southern Wrestling Superstars? Were you? I here? have not. I have not. Okay. I do know. Uh, I believe that we have filmed a couple of their shows. Yes. That that was something that uh, Jake and. Ooh, I'm trying to think who else went with them on that trip. Um, I I did not make it on that trip, but okay. I know I know Jake and at least one or two other people were there. Okay, all right. Well, see, it's it's not a small world as what we can or big as world as <laughs> what we can make it out to be. We've we, we've ran into each other, but just didn't know we were in the same room. So yep. I'm going to turn it over to Laura. So thank you very much, Derek. Not a problem. Thank you. Absolutely. Hey, Derek. Hello, Laura. <laughs> oh, I can cross. Uh, I can cross podcast off the bucket list now. This is this is pretty nifty. Exactly, you're famous because you know you're on the podcast and you've been on Put Over the World. And see, I've been on Put Over the World too, so you're in that little <laughs> club now. So, yep. um, but I wanted to thank you for coming on tonight. We certainly appreciate your time. And I wanted to ask you that, you know, since you're from Raleigh, how did you make it to Charlotte and get involved with High Spots? That's actually a a little bit of a long story. Um, Well, I was born, and, uh, you know, from there I kind of grew up a little bit. uh, Had to to get different size clothes all the time, you know. (laughs) What in the world is this? You know, I'm going to take us through your kindergarten years and everything, are you? No, I mean, I like to think that, you know, I like to start from the beginning. I like to tell the whole story because someone's going to come back and like, hey, wait a minute. He had to have been a teenager sometime. Yeah, I was born a poor white man on the banks of the Mississippi. (laughs) I I know. (laughs) Well, anyways, I I ended up going to uh, Guilford College in Greensboro. It was the same college that my dad went to. uh, And I got into wrestling through that. I, I met some people that uh, had gone to school, uh, Jim and I kid. I, I met him. I met Grant Sawyer. Um, I met them through a couple of people. I, it was, I was in my history uh, thesis class. It was my last class for my history major. And I was writing on pro wrestling, and I just heard someone speak up. They're like, oh, I know people that do that. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Like, no way. <laughs> and uh, I just got introduced from that. And um, eventually I, I spent some time in Greensboro working on a couple of jobs at a temp agency. And then, you know, uh, I got a call from a friend and they said, hey, uh, have you heard about this opening at High Spots? I'm like, you're, are you kidding me? 
<laughs> this is this is not happening. This is unreal. And um, you know, sent my information in, had a meeting with the boss, started working uh <laughs> not very long after. It was it was all pretty it's all pretty crazy, <laughs> honestly. Like if if I ha- if I hadn't gone to the same school that my dad went to, I probably wouldn't even be in wrestling. That's just surreal. Hmm. So you owe it all to your father. I bet he's regretting that. He's like, man, I, I, I should have gone to my third choice or fourth choice or something. I paid all this money, and you're working at high spot. Yeah. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, because I'm a history major, too, and it's tough to get a job, you know, oh, yeah. with a degree in history, unless you want to teach, which uh, but. <laughs> There's, yeah, there's nothing wrong with working high school. I'm just pulling your leg. Um, I want to know what has been the best submission to the gimmick table giveaway contest. Uh, like, in your opinion, uh, like there's there's been so many good ones. Honestly, um, I'm not even sure. Um, I hate to I hate to give props to Jordan Castle because. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's right for me to call him a torp on uh, live radio, but he, he had a pretty funny video for PWG's 11 where he, he did uh, 11 push-ups. I think that's the first video that's been submitted. Uh, God. Yeah, I um, – jeez. <laughs> uh, there's been so many great entries. Like, I honestly – I appreciate – this is going to sound sappy and sentimental, but <laughs> – like I, I didn't come into High Spots doing this show, and I, I basically stole an idea from. Uh, it's going to be a big shout out here. I am a nerd. There was a League of Legends based YouTube show called Summoner's Showcase. I was watching it one time, and I said, "Why don't we have a video telling people about the new stuff we're releasing?" And then I conveniently decided that was also going to be a method to put myself over because, in all honesty, no one else is going to. That's true. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I honestly, I respect, I appreciate, I love it when people enter the contest. I like, I like to see people being creative and showing their passion and actually being positive about wrestling because, my goodness, there's a lot of negative Nancys out there, including myself, no unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. What are you negative about? <laughs> Ooh, all sorts of stuff. I, I could go on. That, that's, that's for another podcast. <laughs> well, we'll have to get you back on. To, you know, uh, Derek Gamble explains it all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grumpy Derek Gamble. Grumpy. Not to be yeah. confused with not Derek Gamble, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Nobody's really heard from that guy in a while. I, I, that was the first sign I knew I was getting somewhere when I had a, I had a parody Twitter account of myself. Sweet. But it, they blocked you from Twitter from your real account. Oh, it, that, I don't even know how that happened. That's when I first met you. I went up to him and I said, hey, not Derek Gamble. And he was like, and I was just kidding with him and he was like, that's not funny. And I was like, uh, oh, okay, why is it not? And they blocked me from Twitter. But you know what? Well, no, I, I tweeted I out thought I met you at, to release uh... you at Smoky Mountain in Kingsport. 
Yeah, no, but I thought I thought that I saw you at one of the PWX shows, and you gave Caleb some uh, Sour Patch Kids. Oh yeah, yeah, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, Ziggy. I'm but like formally introduced. I think like that was the first time I'd actually really said, you know. Yeah. Hey, you know. <laughs> so I, I just have a really good memory when it comes to candy. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which I gave you some candy for your birthday. Thank you very much. The secret's out. I am a huge, huge candy addict. I eat candy all the time. Love it. <laughs> Best. Well, um, speaking yeah. of of candy, and I guess it could be counterproductive, uh, you train with George South on Tuesday nights. Do you train Wednesdays too or just Tuesdays? Um, I'm a little off and on as far as Wednesdays are concerned. Um, I really feel like I learn the most on Tuesdays. Not to say that I don't learn that much on Wednesdays, but it's it's often hard for me to, you know, get in the the mindset of like, okay, I just did this like I just did this Tuesday, it's really great and then come in Wednesday and be like, um, I still have things that I really want to accomplish in my day. Like, gotcha. it's just, it's like, I've already done all this. I feel like I made so much progress. It's it's like, you know, passing a, passing a test and then being like, all right, I got another one the next day. I'm like, this is optional, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, you... Oh, boy. No, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, you you can go ahead. I, I've been trying to I've been trying to hide this information from people, and you're about to. I uh, might as well let it happen. I, I know, I know. That's what we do. I'm about to blow it that's up. what we do. <laughs> the most unflattering George South nickname of all time. Well, he maybe. calls you Jerry Sags uh, from the Nasty <laughs> yeah. Boys. Yes. So why does he call you? Uh, how did that come about? And I was, my next question was, how, what do you think about that? But I think you've already answered that question. But how did that come about, uh, you know, him calling you Jerry Sags? Well, the first day I started training with him, I had, I don't know what to call that haircut. Uh, you know, Macklemore has it. And this, you know, it's short on the sides, a little long on the top. You know, you have to get it cut every week so that it looks nice. And that's back when I cared about <laughs> paying good money for haircuts. And um, I don't know if I had gel on it that day. This is absolutely crazy. But George sees that, and he's thinking, that's just that's the same haircut that Jerry Sags had. Plus, from what I've heard, I looked like another trainee from years and years ago that he called Jerry Sags. So it it all it was all the perfect storm of uh, awkward nicknames. Oh, it comes back around oh. in a big circle. Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. It sure does, and I'm, and you know, speaking of, uh, you know, telling things on you, I suppose. <laughs> um, I need to know. You had posted, I believe it was on either Facebook or Twitter. I don't remember which that you had. Stated you were not dating any more ring rats or wrestling fans. Oh boy! Ever again. So I want. Oh, to know, that's a long story. <laughs> well, I want to know <laughs> what's been your best and worst encounter with wrestling fans at either the gimmick table or shows or just in general. 
Um, geez, uh, I don't really want to single out anyone for the best, but it's one of those things where, like, every time I work at the gimmick table, um, I meet people, I meet interesting people. I, like, I, I love small talk. Uh, I don't know if you guys have figured that out yet, but it's, it's very fun. Um, I, you know, plus people are like, oh, you're just selling stuff and you're trying to make money off these people. Well, these people, they have money in their wallet and they're looking to get rid of it for some form of entertainment. I'm not going to sell them junk. I'm going to sell them a good DVD they want to watch. I'll recommend DVDs they want to watch. But everybody, everybody, everybody I have met through the game table has been amazing. I met great fans at WrestleCon from people I had no idea that people outside of this country were even watching the gimmick table. I had no clue. They thankfully thankfully they informed me there were people that wanted pictures with me, which was absolutely surreal. Um I I was at a Ring of Honor show in Nashville. I was at um Best in the World. And someone there recognized me, and I was just like, "This is amazing! Like this, this is unreal. This is absolutely unreal. Like it's, it's such, it's so positive, and I absolutely love meeting more and more people. I love recognizing people I've seen in places. It's just I, I could not do enough justice to everyone by picking one individual and saying he or she is the best." But, okay. on the other hand, <laughs> I can say the worst, the worst is someone that I dated, unfortunately. I don't want to go into too much detail about that, but basically the whole gist of the story is that a ring rat worked their way into my life so they could get further somewhere else, and ah. that's about it. I don't want to get too much into it. There's, you know, there's other people that are unfortunately involved, and it's not just about me. But I am it trying to. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. <laughs> um, it, it, one of the things that I greatly appreciate, though, is that I like to consider PWX. Uh, I'm going to give a big shout out to everybody from there for having my back in a lot of the situations. The really being my family. Uh, especially when I thought I had lost uh, family due to the events. It was very, very serious to me. A lot of people don't think it's that serious because of, you know, oh, it's just a girl, oh, it's just a rat, blah, blah, blah. But I lost a lot of friends because of what happened. And oh, everyone I'm at PWX sorry. had my back, and I'm very grateful for that. PWX I don't know if I sound like I'm choking place. up, but I, I'm just kind of like pacing around and uh, <laughs> should probably drink some water soon. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get a little long-winded sometimes. Hold on. No, no, and that and that's fine. And, and I'll just interject something here. You know, a lot of times, you know, and and Laura, uh, we had a conversation several weeks ago about uh, the ring rats or the term ring rat, and you know, not caring for it and the the uh, oh, what's the word that I'm looking for? The envisionment, the the what what someone invokes in their mind of a ring rat. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you do not know what other people people's ulterior motives are, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. unfortunately, crazy is as crazy does, and when mm. they do it, a lot of people end up getting hurt over it. So you know, and it, you yeah. know we, we we may be able to look back at it, you know, now and be able to chuckle at it a little bit. That certainly doesn't take away from, 
you know, whatever you went through when you went through it. So, you know, we we sympathize or empathize with, with the situation because you're not the first person that we've heard have this type of story. And it just, you know, and Laura, Laura's a big advocate of not liking the term because of the, of what what it brings up, you know, just because you're a female who likes wrestling or who likes certain wrestlers doesn't mean that you want to be a part of that wrestler's life in a stalking type fashion or worse. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah, yeah, using that wrestler to get yeah, or using that wrestler know? to whatever. Yeah, Laura, Laura knows can speak better. I'm not going to speak on Laura's behalf. She can she can speak for herself, but you know that that's that's what we had talked about. Right, right. Yeah. And, well, I think really the the saddest part about that is especially, you know, I talk with people uh, like uh, I talked to Zane and Caleb and not even that long ago. And uh, unfortunately, they revealed to me that if they had only taught me the way of the Rizat sooner, I would have been able to protect myself. I'd have known some techniques to counter the way of the Rizat. But <laughs> unfortunately, I just wasn't prepared. The Rizat? The Rizat. The way of the Rizat. And you were getting uh, advice from Zane and Caleb? I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know if they're the best people to take advice from, but, uh, you know, sometimes sometimes I just like to walk around the office. Sometimes I just like to walk around the office and randomly talk to people. That that whole terminology (laughs) sounds like the sequel for the next Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, The Way of the Rizat. Maybe, oh, saying. man, that, I, we need to work that into the Zane and Caleb movie. I know they don't like listening to my advice, but don't you that's give them, too good. Do not give them two boobs any more of my ideas. I've already had enough of that. <laughs> Damn intellectual copyright on everything I say at all on this show. You, you no have to start putting a disclaimer at the beginning of the show, Bob. Oh, oh, God. I, no, I th- I'll tell you what, if this shows up in that movie, I'm going to be pissed. See, now I'm losing my voice again. Damn it, Derek. Uh-oh. <laughs> Actually, I do want to... Oh, I, I figure. I do want to backpedal a, a little bit because I realized that I didn't answer one of your questions. Okay, go right ahead. I... Uh, as far as being called Jerry Sags is concerned, I don't know how this mm-hmm. happened. I don't know how this worked out, but... George is literally the only person to call me that. Uh, even my boss calls me by my other nickname, which is Swagger, which I like. Yeah, uh, I've heard people call you that. <laughs> I've heard people call you Swagger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it's one of those things, like, I've had people come up and they're like, hey, you, you look like that Jack Swagger guy. And I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how. It just, it just kind of stuck. A couple of people were like, yeah, he looks like Jack Swagger. And then. You know, you know, some this person started calling me Swagger, and I'm I'm 100% serious. My boss will like just yell Swagger, you know, he'll want something, or my, you know, my supervisor, uh, all of my coworkers. It's it's kind of ridiculous, but as someone who grew up dreaming of having a decently cool nickname, you know, it's a real dream come true. Uh, of course, uh, I have to tell you guys about my other nickname. I am a big fan of Mexican food, and I go to the same restaurant about three or four times a week. I'm, I'm not kidding. And I, uh, I like chorizo enough that they decided to start calling me Chorizo Derek there. 
<laughs> just, just, just uh, you know, I, sh- I, haven't, I haven't had the courage to go up to him and say, hey, look, I've already got two nicknames. You know, this, this thing, this three nickname thing is just not working. I've already had to have that conversation with my parents be like, look, I know you want to call me Derek. I know you do. But, but everybody else has decided independently of you to call me something else. So I'm going to need that birth certificate changed. I'm going to need a new ID, social security card, everything. I'm sorry, <laughs> but that's just the way it has to be. Uh, you keep eating all that chorizo, you're going to need something else, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, chorizo is so good. Uh, I just can't. I, candy and chorizo. That's, I, I don't know if I want to combine the two, but. Lord, <laughs> have mercy. Well, Let's talk about your weekend this past weekend. You had tweeted okay. out that this was, may have been the best and the weirdest weekend of your life. So what's all that about? And how did you get covered in cat hair? Oh, geez. Um, this, is, this is one of those just weird stuff happens to me. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, it's like the episode of The Simpsons where uh, Mr. Burns is talking to Grandpa Simpson. He's like, can you even go 10 seconds without embarrassing yourself? And then all of a sudden, Grandpa Simpson's pants fall down. He's like, well, how long was that? Right. Weird stuff happens to me all the time. This is one of those cases where I'd be like, yeah, well, I know George had a student show, but I had something else I had to do. This is going to sound like the dumbest excuse ever, but I had to cat sit in Raleigh. That okay. sounds like the dumbest excuse awkward, ever. Awkward <laughs> silence. Uh, a long time ago, a couple of years ago, I rescued a cat. He has seizures. He needs to be regular, uh, regularly medicated or else he'll have seizures and can even die. It's my parents' anniversary. They wanted to go out. Um, they were going to go out the whole weekend. Some stuff got in the way of that. So they decided they were going to go out for dinner. I was still scheduled to be in town, and they said, can you please watch the cat, you know, and feed, him, feed the cat and give him medication and whatever at least on this Saturday night. And I was like, okay, I can do that. Of course, I'm also getting compensated for this financially, so, <laughs> duh. But basically the way it worked out is that Friday I was hanging out at a nerd store. I went on a date. That didn't go that well. I don't want to get into that Uh-oh. one. <laughs> then afterwards I, I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy. Of course, this is. Of course, you'd, you'd figure the date would go with me, but I was like, whatever. She's already going. I'm still going to see that movie because I heard it was good. <laughs> I wake up early, go to the nerd store again on Saturday morning to pick up a new release. Uh, I am that dedicated to my nerd hobbies that I would get up early before a store is even open to get something. First and one. Oh yeah, no, I I was I was like I was waiting. I was like, please let there be somebody else so I can talk to them about this. Thankfully, that did happen. I was not the only person who was that committed. Uh, I stopped off in Greensboro for lunch with my college friends at this great burger bar, and and uh, I think it was near UNCG. And it's one of the things like I barely get to reconnect with them. I like talk on my Facebook every now and again. It's absolutely great. Had a great time. Head on back to Raleigh. Um, I I have a lot of friends at nerd stores there. So on Sunday, I'm hanging out at the nerd store, and all of a sudden I get invited to come along uh, to Cowfish for 
one of our friend's birthdays. And it's one of those things where I'm just like, I had never thought in my wildest dreams that these people that I honestly barely even know at this nerd store would invite me to this, you know, I don't know if you guys have been to Cowfish, but that's a pretty high priced place. Ever heard of it? I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah. Uh, oof. So, yeah. And then, uh, and then Monday, Monday rolls around. I'm still like, absolutely like ridiculous i'm just like oh my goodness so much crazy cool stuff has happened this weekend and i decided to hit up a few shops um (laughs) this is uh people recognize me they're like hey i haven't seen you in a couple of years or whatever you know because i'll be able to stop in every now and again but i don't get to see everybody regularly and um i just i hit up all the shops and talked to people and got some pretty cool some a couple of rare things um so this is all Warhammer and Magic the Gathering stuff. So I'm sure this is going to go over a lot of people's heads. But, you know, it, it was just a really cool weekend. I got to relax. I got the cat sit. Um, that's that's how I got covered in cat hair. Um, the shoof. Yeah, I, I got I to relax. It. I got to get covered in cat hair uh, and just reconnect with a lot of people I don't regularly get to reconnect with. And... It was it was like every single day. Oh, I'm I'm even forgetting. Uh, Monday night I get back home and I go out and get shawarma with my brother at a, a nice little place at the University Shopping Center. Um, I love shawarma, so good. Yeah, what is that? I saw that. Yeah, um, well, it, it depends. Like, it depends on how you get it. Pretty much the way uh, you can either get it in a wrap or you can get it on a plate. I like it on a plate. It's basically a bed of rice, really good rice. And uh, chopped up uh, either chicken or lamb. I, I honestly enjoy both <laughs> quite a bit. And there's a couple of different, I think, sauces. I'm, I'm not too keen on the whole Middle Eastern Mediterranean food thing, but all I know is that it's delicious, absolutely delicious. And it was the perfect way to cap off a weekend in which I had every single day was a completely different experience. Uh, I, that's kind of why I made the joke that it was Dante's weekend because it's like, you know, <laughs> it was a reference to Dante's Inferno where there's like these different levels, rings or layers and right. they're all individual or right. separate. So I was just like, man, this is unreal. Like oh, there's all these different separate things happening on different days. And I, I usually don't get weekends like that, um, which, you know, if I'm sitting at home, I'm not going to lie. If I'm sitting at home, I go crazy. I'm like, man, I want to be on the road. I want to be doing somewhere, doing something somewhere. Like, I, I want to be at the gimmick table or I want to be hanging out with friends that I don't usually get a chance to. But if I'm sitting at home, uh, it's just it just kills me. Well, this brings me to my next question. Um, ties in a little bit. Where do you hope your training is going to take you? Do you hope it's going to take you – to where you're a wrestler making towns on the weekends, or uh, what, what do you want to get out of it? Um, honestly, I'm still not really sure. Um, I, I've been kind of, I, I've, in all honesty, been training for a little more time than most people do before they actually have their first show. Um, I don't know if that was quite evident when you saw me train, but um, I'm, I'm basically oh, trying to fun. pick... Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to pick a time where I feel the most comfortable. Um, I still there's a, there's still a few things I'm trying to get down, 
And uh, I want to pick a time when I feel most comfortable and, you know, basically once I have everything, all my eggs in one basket or, you know, whatever, ducks in a row or something like that, I kind of want to go forward from there. I, I don't really like the idea of I've seen this happen to a couple of guys, you know, they get a start and then, you know, they don't really know what they're doing and things are just kind of weird. But I've got a lot of great people who are helping me out with this. Um, Cedric is probably – uh, he's my he, Cedric Alexander is my best friend and really a great mentor um, just because, you know, he'll be honest with me. He'll help me out with things. You know, I'll, I'll be able to ask him something and he won't just, he won't be offended or think that I'm, you know, violating some form of wrestler code. He'll just set me straight right there. He won't get mad at me or anything. He'll just set me straight. He'll tell me why I'm wrong. And then I'll move forward with a new, with a new thought on that. So I, I really – I just want to get everything down and then move on from that point. Um, I, I don't think I'm at that point yet. Uh, there's a few more things I need to get set straight. Uh, you know, like I want to have gear. I don't want to be on some website saying, look at this goof who's wearing, you know, wearing basketball shorts and wrestling. I, I want to have gear. I want to have a look. I want to be able to be recognizable in some fashion and not look like a complete idiot when I go out. Maybe a little bit of an idiot. Maybe, you know, people will be like, hey, that guy's, I guess, kind of funny or whatever. But not not like... You don't mean trash bag. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't want to offend any baggers out there listening tonight, but I, I do not want to be categorized as one of them. Gotcha. Well, I mean, it is what it is. You know, that's what, that's what the website's called, trash bagger. Um, we're trash bag wrestlers, so um, yeah, I don't think you're offended anybody, you know. And if they, if you do, you know, you got all these people to help you out, right? Mm-hmm. But so um, just got you back. Oh yeah, and it's one of those things for me too. Is like when I was a kid, of course, I always had that dream of yeah, I want to make it to the WWE and uh, I want to blah blah blah. And then kind of the more and more I've I've been working. Jeez, uh, I don't want to say in the business. Oh goodness, uh, the more I've been around wrestling, and the more knowledge I've been able to absorb, I've kind of realized that's maybe not what I want to do. It's I, I like the idea of being independent in so far as I want to be able to have a job that I enjoy, and I want to be able to also wrestle. Um, like I love I love what I do in the office at High Spots. Um, I love working at the gimmick table. I don't want to necessarily have to sacrifice something just so I can fulfill, you know, why, why do I need to sacrifice everything to fulfill a dream when I can go out, you know, if I'm wrestling in front of a hundred people, why can't that be something big? Why did, why is getting paid whatever money, you know, of course, if, if the opportunity ever arises, I'm not going to be some goof and say no or anything like that. And right. I'm not even alluding to that even being possible for me. But it's not it's not the end all be all for me. I want to be happy in my life regardless as to whether I get a contract or not. You know, by the time I hit 50, I'm going to be like, you know, I had a good time. I don't care if I got into WWE. I don't care if I worked in New Japan or AAA or something like that. You know, I, I want to be able to say I met some cool people. I had a great time. And I... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it seems a little crazy to me, but when we're talking about it, I'm like, yeah, actually, it's not that bad of an idea. Well, I think it's a great 
uh, outlook to have. I think if more people had that outlook, there would be a whole lot more happier people in, in this world just to have a good time and, to, you know, to do your absolute best. And, um, you know, speaking of that, you know, um, meeting people and having a good time, um, if people wanted to take a peek into your life, into professional wrestling, where on social media can they find you? At Derek underscore Gamble, G-A-M-B-L-E. Oh, geez, I have to start over again. At Derek, <laughs> D-E-R-E-K, underscore Gamble, G-A-M-B-L-E. Unfortunately, there's multiple spelling variations on both names, but that's the one I've decided to go with. Um, <laughs> oh, my parents kind of decided to go with a little bit of it. I don't know. Um, yeah, honestly, I well, – I mean, I think I missed something there. Like sometimes, like was I? Am I funnier than I think? I... <laughs> Go ahead. Jeez, <laughs> oh, uh, I heard laughter's infectious, but I don't know. Whew, maybe, maybe bunkhouse Bob. Are you doing okay over there? I'm hanging. I'm hanging tight, brother. I'm just. I'm okay. Just okay. I'm fine. Thank gotcha. you. Brad. Well, <laughs> no problem. Um, yeah, anyone hit me up on Twitter, um, ask me some kind of question. I'm not one of those people who likes to, you know, grump around and, uh, I feel like such a liar saying that. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, if, if the question's not absolutely mind boggling or just, I don't want to say there's no stupid questions, but you know, sometimes people will ask me like, do you guys sell this? when I, I don't want to be mean or anything, but it's like we have a search bar on the website. But if if you have if you have some question, you know, yeah, yeah, like I, I shouldn't be like, hey, do you guys sell this? I'm like, um, we sell thousands of DVDs. I don't know. <laughs> I just I just yeah. I just prepare the orders. I just make sure that everyone gets their stuff. I really yeah. don't know. Can't you so, go back you know, and take a look? I, oh yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I appreciate it when people have questions for me. You know, they want to know something. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people want to know if we're hiring, and uh, I have to tell them we're we're not at the time. Um, that's that that really does suck for me, uh, being the guy that says, has to say no to someone who I know. You know, I I was in that position, or I desperately needed a job, and uh, unfortunately, I can't really help people out with that. But yeah, hit me up on Twitter. Um, I do that whole follow people back thing that most celebrities and cool people don't really do. Um, you know, if you follow me, I'll follow you back. You can send me a direct message. Uh, you know, if you want to know about training, you want to know about ordering DVDs at high spots, you want to know, hey, you know, just anything. Uh, I'll I'll try my best not to be a complete jerk. Well, I, and answer the question. Oh, I don't know. I, I figure at some point. I'm thinking, like, if my coworkers are listening and they're like, man, Derek's such a complete jerk. I wish he wouldn't say that he's not. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, cool. <laughs> it, really, it really grinds my ears for that Derek guy <laughs> for swagger to be on the radio <laughs> telling people he's not a jerk. Well, you've never been a jerk to me, so that's what matters. Uh, that's good. That's good. And you're on Facebook too. Yes, I am. Um, Would you like to tell people how they 
<laughs> yeah, um, Facebook, it is D-E-R-E-K-G-A-M-B-I-L-L. Uh, that is the actual spelling of my last name. I decided to go with B-L-E because I figure, I figure I'd go with, I think, I guess the lesser of two evils because people are going to try to spell it regardless, and I figure that B-L-E, uh, gamble B-L-E, is going to be the easiest one for people to remember. This is, this is true. This is true. Um, you know, Derek, we ask every guest that we have on, to record a little bump for us. I don't know if you heard the beginning of the show, but we had Sassy Steffi uh, recording, uh, doing a little bump for us. And what we ask is, you know, you just say, um, yeah, and you can vary this, but basically what we would like <laughs> is, you know, hey, this is Derek Gamble. And you can even say from the high spot academic table, or hey, this is Swags, or this is Jerry Sags, <laughs> or whatever. El Torizo. You know, um, El yeah, Torizo, yeah. you know. Um, uh, 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 you know, El Rasta, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, geez, I'm sure, I'm sure I'm taking up a lot of time. Um, I have completely forgotten until legitimately right now. Um, is, is it okay if I go ahead and plug something real quick? Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Okay. Um, I, I just need to go ahead and, and, you know, set this up here. Um, one of my greatest fears is being impaled with a trident. I know this sounds funny, but I'm getting somewhere. I'm getting somewhere. Um, my boss came to me today, and he said, Swagger, I know you're going to be on that Live from the Armory podcast today, and if you don't mention DIYWrestling.com, I will impale you with a trident tomorrow. So in my best interest, in my best <laughs> interest and in the interest, right? yeah, I oof. I have to pro- I have to plug DIYWrestling.com. It's the newest, as my boss likes to put it, toy from High Spots. It's I've never seen anything like it. Uh, you you basically it's like a jukebox. You get to put your money in, and you have it's a rental. You you want to see mm-hmm. a shoot interview? You don't really feel like buying the DVD. You know maybe you just want to see it once. You get to pay generally less than what you would to buy it. You get to watch it. You have a certain amount of views, and you have a certain date limit. Like, you know, suppose you'll have three views within five days. Plus, the best part about DIY wrestling is that creators can upload their own content. Wrestling promotions, um, Cliff Compton, I think, had something up. Jeez, uh, don't quote me on that one. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know everything on that website either. No, sorry. Um, but yeah, creators, promoters, uh, anyone who wants to sit in front of a camera, you know, suppose someone has, you know, they found Ric Flair in a bar and they got a camera and, you know, he was crazy enough to sign some napkin with a contract written on it. They could upload that and they could, uh, you know, they can say, okay, I want, you know, someone to pay five credits. I want them to pay five credits and they get 10 views over 10 days. It's it's absolutely amazing. I've barely seen anything like it. It's great for fans to be able to see things. It's great for creators to be able to upload their product for anyone and everyone around the world to see. Awesome. Very cool. <laughs> and, now, yeah, and now you don't get impaled with a trident. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I. He'll probably he'll probably think you know like I listened in and you got this wrong. So he'll he'll I don't know he'll either like 
you know, just chop off the ends of the trident and just impale me with a spear, or he'll take one of the um, spear tips of the trident and just impale me with that one. So uh, either way, my greatest fear has been adverted. Uh, I get to not be impaled by a trident for another day. See, that's what Bob and I do. We put people over and keep them from being impaled by a trident. So, Exactly. Like, have you we do. people die that way all the time like it's it's yep. real like it's you you don't think it is but i i i was on facebook i was fa- i was on facebook the other day and um yeah i saw this i saw this video of this guy that got impaled by a trident and um under the comments it, it said like this if you cry every time and I do, and I did. I, I do cry every time I see someone impaled by a trident, and and I did. I did press like. You're so oh, Barry. Well, let's get you to record this book. You can just say, you know, hey, this is Derek Gamble, you know, and you're listening to, <clears throat> to live from the Armory. Those are the basic things. You can uh, elaborate on those, and you can go anytime you're ready. Okay. Whew, I have to warm up, you know, I just have to flex a little, oh, oh, it just threw out my, threw out my spleen. All right. Hey, everybody, this is Derek Gamble from the High Spots Gimmick Table. Like, is the, oh, wait, am I saying thank you? Do I, do I thank the people? Is that what I'm doing? You can say whatever you, you want, Derek. Hey, I, I just want to make sure. I don't, I don't want you to be like, hey, wait a minute, you can't thank people. That's my gimmick. That's my gimmick, brother. <laughs> Uh, All right, one more time. I never said I was perfect. I never said I was perfect. I might have to do more than one take. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome. Oh, ooh, okay, sorry. Yeah, this is the greatest secret of the gimmick table. We do do more than one take. Hey, everybody. This is Derek from the High Spots Gimmick Table, and you're listening to Live at the Armory with Bunkhouse Bob and the lovely Laura. Very good. Thank oh, you, thank you. I figured the third time was the charm. I, I, <laughs> Always is. <laughs> Always is. Derek, thank you very much for being on with us tonight. We appreciate it, bud. Oh, thank you so much. I, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure about uh, uh, two whole hours have passed. My lips, <laughs> gums flapping in the wind, <laughs> rambling on. We're like. If you guys listen to this podcast again tomorrow, please, please, like, just tweet to me and be like, Derek, you're you're crazy. Like, I can't believe you talked about that on the podcast. That's what what is wrong with? <laughs> you won't have to wait till tomorrow. I'll do it after the show's over. <laughs> <laughs> just being reviewed and be like, what is this guy is unreal? Just like, what is cats? Dante's weekend? Ring rats? What? What? <laughs> Thank oh, you very much, Derek. I'll see we you appreciate at PWX, it. Derek. <laughs> Thank you very much. Please, uh, if, if, I'm, if this doesn't somehow get me banned from the show from me, this ridiculous, I would love to do it again sometime. Um, maybe uh, answer more questions that are actually wrestling related somehow, and not just me talking about silly things. No, we had a great time with you, and you're <laughs> welcome back anytime, Derek. Yes, we did. All right, thank you so much. All right, thank you. Have a good night. You too. See you, Derek. All right, see ya. <laughs> there goes Derek. All right, Laura, if you want to talk a little bit about PWG, I'm going to make another phone call, 
and I'll be right back. Okay, we will certainly talk about uh, the Battle of Los Angeles that was this past weekend. And to my surprise, Trevor Lee was a standout. Um, If I'm not mistaken, he beat Michael Elgin, and he also beat Cedric Alexander. Um, I'm floored. I'm not trying to, you know, shit on Trevor Lee or anything, but I'm... And I know that he's a staple in the Carolina wrestling scene. I've seen him in Kingsport, Tennessee, myself. This was a big surprise for me. I didn't think that he would beat both and Cedric, but, you know, hey. I just wanted to mention that, and I think there's going to be good stuff coming from Trevor. Not that there hasn't been, mind you, but you know what I mean. And they uh, at the Battle of Los Angeles, everybody told Willie Mack farewell because um, he's heading to the E. So... Um, we want to wish Willie Mack all the best in the E as well. Um, can't wait to see what they're going to do, and I'm hoping that they're going to do him right. Um, it was looked like it was heartfelt. Everybody was really going to miss him. Uh, Willie Mack is a great person. And if you guys haven't heard his appearance on Colt Cabana's podcast, go listen to it. You're talking about Willie um, Mack? Rickish. Yeah, that's one of Colt's best podcasts, I think. Okay. And real quick, wanted to mention that Ricochet won uh, the Battle of Los Angeles. So, yeah, that, that's pretty um, cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I noticed on the notes, I, I just want to interject something. I noticed on the notes that you had on there that Trevor Lee was a standout uh, for PWG's uh, Battle of Los Angeles. And it's called Battle of Los Angeles for a reason. That's why it's not called Battle of Bakersfield, because of the amount of talent that uh, – that they bring in for this show, and if folks will go back through our archives, they will they will know in the show archive. I, I'm trying to remember what episode it was on. I got put on the spot, and I was asked, "Who was I watching right now in independent wrestling?" What was one of the names that I said, Laura? Trevor Lee. Wow. Wow. Amazing, isn't it, folks? I talk about somebody months before they have a standout performance at probably not just the West Coast's biggest independent tournament, so to speak, but perhaps in the United States, PWG's Battle of Los Angeles. That that show was sold out. The front row all three nights was sold out within minutes of the tickets going on sale. Guess who was in the front row of that show? Talent scouting. Who? Brad Maddox. I don't know. Really? Yes. Saw pictures of him. Sent to me. Brad Maddox was sitting in the front row of the PWG Battle of Los Angeles show. I don't think he was talent scouting. I think he was just there because he wanted to have some fun. So, folks, we were running a little bit behind, and uh, right now we'd like to bring on our second guest of the evening, apologize to him, and I'll apologize to him in person in just a moment. Right now, joining us on the phone is James Bruner. Some of you may know him uh, from being an independent wrestling referee. Some of you may know him as a manager. Um, He's been involved with XWW, $5 Wrestling, so on and so forth. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome James to the show. James, how are you this evening? I'm doing okay. How are you guys? Doing good, doing good. I apologize. Uh, 
for bringing you on so late. Our, our first guest, Derek Gamble, with High Spots was was on talking. We got kind of carried away, and you know that's how it goes when you're just talking about wrestling. Hey, that's no problem. I respect High Spots. There you go. Thank, uh, folks. Our studio number is two one three eight one six one six zero five. James, want to thank you for being on the show tonight. Uh, you bring a different uh, perspective in the world of pro wrestling and. And being a referee can certainly do that. I've been feeling a little under the weather the past week. Um, my voice is not really going to hold out for the whole interview. Laura's going to ask most of the questions. I'll probably interject something in there. But uh, I just wanted to know. I, I just wanted to let you know that that I've seen some stuff on on XWW, seen some stuff on Five Dollar. So I am familiar with you, and I really appreciate you taking time out to be with us tonight. Not a problem. Not a problem. Laura, take it away. Well, thank you, Bob. Appreciate that. Uh, hey, James, how you doing? I'm doing okay, Laura. How are you? I'm doing well. It was good to see you at uh, PWX the other uh, week. Oh, yeah. I'm glad they had a good turnout like they did. It was a real fun time in Hickory, and I've been to Hickory before to see Milestone back in uh March, and um, you were there as well. I want to get started by asking you, when did you start being a referee, and have you received any formal training in doing so? Well, I started out as referee for Milestone about four or five years ago. It's kind of a funny story. We was doing a charity show for a church. And the referee mm-hmm. did not show up, and I was just working security. And Jason Dentino was upset that we didn't have a referee, so me just being the jokester that I am, I took the referee shirt from Jason and said, I'll be your referee tonight. And he was like, okay, bro, get in there. I'm like, dude, I was kidding. He's like, I'm not. Put the shirt on and get in the ring. The first <laughs> match that I ever ref was for Mike Manson. But as formal training, I never really had any. I just, the guys just helped me out along during that first show, told me what to do and what not to do and what not, you know. So, But I did watch a lot of, like, Tommy Young matches and Mark oh, yeah. Curtis. And I grew up watching Rodney Hildebrand when he used to ref for UWA. I've got much respect for him. He taught me a lot also just by watching him. I see that name come up a lot. I wasn't familiar with uh, Rodney, but I have seen him, uh, I think, comment on some stuff that George South has put out as of recent. Um, but, yeah, I just totally lost my train of thought. Um, wasn't, there, wasn't there another famous Hildebrand that was a referee? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that was Mark Curtis. His his last name was Hildebrand, but he went by Mark Curtis in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I watched XWW's Death to the Queen DVD at Inkfest, and if I'm not mistaken, weren't you one of the refs in that tournament? Yes, ma'am. I sure was. Okay. And what's it like to be an official in one of those kinds of matches? And what special precautions do you have to take in order to, you know, try to keep some order? Well, my job is really just to 
count the shoulders down and to make sure that the competitors can go on and assist the security and try to keep the fans back. That was a rough, that was a rough tournament. It really was. I've never seen the likes of what Masada and Necro Butcher can do. I've been in the ring yeah. and read some of Madman Pondo's matches, so I knew kind of what to expect from him, but never with uh, Necro Butcher and uh, and Masada. Yeah, that was really, really rough. I noticed that everyone had um, gloves on, uh, really good shoes, you know, because there were a lot of um, light tubes being broken and Masada stuck 10,000 skewers in Terry Houston's head. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that that was a little rough, and I was just, you know, I guess the ref is not something that you think about when you have those kinds of matches, you know, but you're, like you said, you're there to count the shoulders down to make sure that the participants can go on and to make sure that stupid fans don't get up in the ring and think that they can do it too. Oh, yeah, that's that's one thing you have to watch out for it as a referee sometimes is the fans. And you got to watch out for the, for the wrestlers also. you got to make sure you stay out of their way or you'll get hurt. Oh yeah, oh yeah. James, I've got I've got a question uh, in reference to to just deathmatch wrestling in itself. Being a a third party or being a third participant uh, in that type of match, do you ever become concerned? And and we've talked about this with with other wrestlers like with Terry Houston and Big Donnie and Colt Forty Five about these guys raising the bar so high and doing some of the stuff that they do. What's your thought on that? Well, I kind of actually like refing those matches, you know, because there's a whole lot more action. You keep your eyes on the match at the whole time. I mean, you're in there, like, basically got the best seat in the house for it. You're, you're up close and personal. But you don't want to get too close because, like I said, you don't want to get hurt. Right. And those, very, matches, very true. those matches don't seem to bother me any. I've been locked inside a steel cage with Mike Levy and Victorious beating the piss out of each other with light tubes. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> I hate I missed that one. Um, <laughs> well, you know, the first time I ever saw you was at $5 Wrestling, 5 Ever, and you were a manager. Um for the Strong Arm Society. Yes, now, the Strong Arm. Yeah. And what was it like to be involved in that crazy match? I mean, there were three tag teams, if I'm not mistaken, right? I don't really know. I know it was there Mike were... Levy versus Justin Fireball versus Little Donnie and somebody else. I can't can't remember all who was in it, that match. Um. Terry and uh, Porkchop were a, a tag team. It was Lil Donnie and, oh, goodness, what's his name? I can Jason see his Steel. face. but I can... Yes, it was yes, and, yes. Yeah, and then you guys, and that was just a crazy, crazy match. It was actually fun. You know, that was probably about the second or third time I was ever a manager. Like I said, I, I mainly stay as a referee. Mm-hmm. 
And Pondo well, made a great, great uh, special guest referee. I yes, love working he did. with Pondo. He, he, um, he hit Terry and, and busted him open, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. That was... But then, of course, had to clear the ring. Yes, I remember that, too. I remember that, too. That was such a great... Um, that was my fi- first $5 wrestling, um, and that was such a great uh, pay-per-view uh, to be um, introduced to $5 wrestling. Um we were talking about, you know, Milestone, and uh, you had explained how that came about, uh, you being involved with them. What, um, what's been your favorite match to date for Milestone that you were involved with? My favorite match would have had to have been when Milestone brought in TNA's Gunner against David Reimer, a.k.a. Wicked. That was one of my favorite matches. That was the first time I was, like, ever in a ring repping for a star that was on TV. Oh, wow. I was a little bit nervous, and then, you know, David Romer said, baby, you'll do good. Don't worry about it, bro. You got this. You're a good referee. I did not know that Milestone had done that. Yes, ma'am. They, the same night, they also brought in Chris Hamrick, who took on Nick Nitro that night, too. Oh, wow. I did not know that. I need to read up on my milestone history. Uh, James, James, what was, what was Gunner like behind the scenes? Oh, Gunner was, was a great individual. He, he talked to everybody. He talked to me, you know, about, about being a referee, saying that, you know, telling me that I've done a great job, that, you know, keep it up. You know, you stayed out of the way. You didn't put your hands on us. You know, you didn't try to get yourself over. Which a referee, I've been told, is not supposed to do that. And I've been guilty of that in the past, but not anymore. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, what did you do to put yourself over? I was just, you know, simple stuff, you know, trying to get involved when I wasn't supposed to and, Got jumped on for it. Gotcha, gotcha. Interesting. I've, I, I, I have. I don't think I've ever really seen a ref go out of his way to to put himself over. I don't think, or maybe I didn't realize that's what he was doing. That's that's a that's an interesting concept. Um, Nick Patrick. You know, well, well, I mean, like on the Indies is what I'm talking about. Oh. You know. And, <laughs> You know, uh, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. I don't think I've ever really seen a, a, a ref go out of his way to be, be put over. That's interesting. Um, if you were to describe Milestone Wrestling to someone who has never seen it or heard about it, how would you describe it to them? Not your typical indie fan. Amen. They'll, they'll basically <laughs> do any do any kind of match whatever they feel like doing, and that's why I love Milestone so much. I'll tell you, I was, I'm sorry, go ahead. Because they just do anything and and everything. They've got great minds in the back that, that come up with these weird matches, 
and I'm not scared to riff them. <laughs> That's three quarters of the battle um, right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that um, that barefoot thumbtack match that I was there for. Whew. Oh. Oh. Well, I ref the first ever barefoot thumbtack match at Milestone between Colt 45 and Mike Mundo. Mm Mm-hmm. Shoot. That was... Those guys, they've got my respect. They really do. I'm a wolf when it comes to barefoot barefoot and thumbtacks. Not for me. Shoot, yeah, that, that made my feet hurt. Well, I was watching yep. them do it. Um, you know, one would assume that a death match is probably your most harrowing experience as a referee, but has there been another match that just made you stop and say, what the hell just happened? Well, I would say it would probably be the first light tube match that I refed at Milestone. That was between Mike Levy and Victorious. Victorious got like 47 staples in his back after that match. Good Lord. What happened, James? Was it just a bad spot or just caught the tube wrong? I think it caught the tube wrong is from what I saw on the on the video. Yeah. Did you did you think that at some point that you were going to have to stop the match, or did you? Well, you know, I asked them, I said, do you want me to stop the match because Vic's, Vic is bleeding real bad, and they're like, don't stop the match. The match is not over yet. Both okay. competitors wanted to keep on going, so I let them go. Okay. Wow. And one of the um, other matches that stands out is a Bob Wire Net Scaffold match. That was a what? A Bob Wire Net Scaffold match. A Bob Wire Net Scaffold match. Please tell me about this. I've got to hear it. Okay, they set up a scaffold in one one turnbuckle and put a made a net of Bob Wire. Yeah. And they would try to throw each other off into the barbed wire net. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, because I saw them that... setting the scaffold up, and I told them, I said, I'm not climbing the scaffold. <laughs> <laughs> I am not Jim Cornette. You're not throwing me off that scaffold. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Wow! Oh, a, a barbed wire net scaffold match. Leave it. Yeah, sometimes, to it's, yeah, sometimes it's called a spider net. I've, I've heard it called that too. I know. I know what James is talking about. Very, uh, very unforgiving. Jesus Christ! No kidding. And speaking of uh, Mr. Dentino, what is it like to work with Jason? Oh, it's great working with Boss Man. He, you know, he's a great friend. He, he really is. I've done some stuff back in the day to where, to where I left Milestone, but, you know, I talked to Jason. I made amends for what I'd done, told him that I was stupid for doing what I did, 
And he was like, okay, Brew, all forgiven. He said, we're just waiting on you to apologize. He Sometimes it's like just as simple really, as really that. Cool guy. Yeah. 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 Um, he definitely has uh, a mind for thinking outside the box uh, oh, yeah. when it comes to, to wrestling. Uh, case in point, I believe the hardcore match that Terry Houston and Zane Riley just had, uh, you know, uh, wheelbarrows and ice coolers and taking turns drinking beer and then punching one another. So, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> that was just absolute. I didn't get to see it in person, but the video and the pictures were just. <laughs> that was a wild I, I match. Hate, I really enjoyed that one. <laughs> I bet. I, I, I bet. That was just, wow. That, that was incredible. Um you know, Milestone's got a show coming up this upcoming Saturday, um, and they're going to be at the Hickory National Guard Armory. Um, and I, I, pardon me, it is not this upcoming Saturday. It's the 23rd, correct? It is this this weekend. This weekend. I'm it not is, sure where I got the 23rd from. Um, I apologize for that. It is uh, Bell Time. Is, door opens at 7. Bell time is at 8. It looks like Mike Levy will take on Trey Chaos in a Pepsi on a pole match. Oh, boy. I I don't quite actually know what that is. I guess I'll find out when I get there. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just the the part part of the battle, right? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And um, the Tennessee Pride is going to defend the Milestone Tag Team titles against the Young Guns and the Just Us League in a three-way dance. Um, These are three tag teams. Um, I've seen uh, the Just Us League, and I believe I've seen the Young Guns at Milestone. I've not seen Tennessee Pride. Heard a lot of good things about them. Um, They're really tearing it up uh, in Milestone, and uh, this one should be a barn burner. Don't you think, James? It's... It should. I hope it is because all three of these teams have have the potential to be to be champions. I would certainly certainly agree uh, with you there. And also, um, in the main event, the Burke County Boys, Big Donnie, Gentleman James, which is Pork Chop Cash Junior. If you didn't know, and Terry oh, yeah. Houston will face. Colt 45, Lil Donnie, and Rusty Rodriguez in a clockwork orange house of fun match. I've been told there will be blood. They should be lots of blood in that one. <laughs> this will be the fourth time that Milestone has had this match. And it is oh. like, yeah, it is like one of the most intense matches that Milestone has. I've, I've never heard of a clockwork orange match. If I'm not mistaken, it's like lights out with black lights and everything Everything is legal. Oh. So they can pick the phone out, out of the crowd and hit a wrestler with it, and, you know, there's nothing I can do. 
Mm. So basically you're just there to um, either, well, I don't know if a pinfall would even matter. Is it just you can't get up or? Uh, it's a pinfall. Pinfall, okay. Or if someone can't continue on, you would definitely yep. say, hey, you know, let's. They either wow, or that shoulders are down. Might be hard to tell the winners from the losers after this one when it's all said and done. That's right. But now about the Burke County boys, I've worked with the Burke County boys for, for quite a while. I started with the Burke County boys in UWA. Mm-hmm. So I've known Donnie and Terry and James for for a long time. Those I really are three enjoy, of my very favorite people. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy uh, reffing the matches that they're in. Yeah, they're 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 a trip. Uh, Terry Houston fights like nobody I've ever seen in my whole entire life. I enjoy every time I get to see him wrestle. Uh, I think, in my opinion, one of the best things he's ever done was that uh, Legos, uh, thumbtacks, and pinata match he did for Five Dollar Wrestling, where he taped the pin uh, the uh, Legos to his forehead. <laughs> I didn't get to see that right. match. Oh. oh, you missed it. Unbelievable. You it. it was like the best thing ever. Um, I do have a little scoop uh, for Milestone. Uh, Mr. Jason Dentino sent me a message uh, earlier today. It is regarding um, their deathmatch tournament that they're going to have on November 1st at the Wizard Saloon in Hickory. Uh, North Carolina, it's going to be an eight-man, over-the-top, ultra-violence as the Southern Slaughter returns. I'm not familiar with this uh, type of match. Of course, I mean, mean, it's a death match, I understand that, but it sounds like maybe this is something a little different from that. Can you elaborate on that, James? Well, the first-ever Southern Slaughter death tournament... uh, Mike Levy and myself actually went to a trophy place and had a trophy made for the event. And I'm willing to say it's almost like the money in the bank where they can cash it in for a shot at the Smash Mouth title. Oh, okay. Okay. That's a cool concept. They keep the trophy for a year, though. That just entitles them to a... To a smash mouth title shot. Cool. Interesting. I I was I'm I'm not that from you know I'm not familiar too much with what Milestone has done in the past. Um, I know that he just started running again back in November of 2013, and um, it seems as though you guys are picking up momentum and uh, picking up speed, and I really cannot wait and to see where you guys are going. Oh, I can't either. I know that what Jason said, that Milestone is about to take off again, and I don't ever doubt what he says. I I don't blame you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, James, if someone wanted to book you, 
you know, for a referee, manager, what have you, where do they need to contact you? They can contact me through Facebook, James Bruner, on Facebook. Awesome. That about uh, and this way to contact me. Okay. Awesome. Um, you know, James, we always uh, ask um, our guests to record a bump for us so that we can use in future uh, show openings. And uh, we would like to ask you if you would do one for us. And you can say you know, anything you want, but basically we would just like, you know, for somewhere in the bump for you to say, you know, this is James Bruner, uh, ref, referee extraordinaire with Milestone Wrestling, and you're listening to Live from the Armory. And you can go at any time. Okay, no problem. This is referee James Bruner on the extraordinary show live from the armory. Join him every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Thank you very much, James. We certainly appreciate it. Oh, no problem. It was it was my pleasure. Thank you for your time this evening. You have a good night, okay? You too. Thank you. All right. Thanks, James. You're welcome. And there goes James. Very nice to have him on. Very cool to have him on. Yeah. Yeah, he got, was absolutely awesome. Glad we, glad we got uh, both uh, Derek and James to come on this evening. Got to hear a few things. Uh, and some folks may not be familiar with the promotions uh, that we're talking about Uh with Milestone Wrestling or XWW or UAW, you can Google all of these or you can go to Laura's Facebook page or my Facebook page or you can go to our Twitter account, the show Twitter account. A lot of times you'll find those very same promotions that we're talking about uh, we follow or they have, a, uh, they have a fan page or a promotion page, and you can find out more information about them. Uh, Milestone is one of those. Uh, promotions like what 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 James said is it's something that you have to see to believe there is no match mm-hmm. or no match stipulation that is off limit uh they come up with some of the the craziest ideas and incorporate them in matches and most of the time uh folks I'm not going to be not going to lie to you be honest with you they're uh, of an ultraviolet nature if you like ultraviolet wrestling hardcore wrestling Deathmatch style wrestling, um, Milestone uh, has more than its fair share of that. So please check them out, our friends at, at, at Milestone. Uh, we certainly appreciate uh, all that they do for us. Um, I know that there was another show. Did you talk about Big Don? We have, James was talking about Big Donnie and the Burke County Boys. Did you talk about that show at the Burke County Fair? Yeah, I have not yet, but I wanted to. Um, Big Big Donnie and Amy Scott put on a uh, fair show at the Burke County Fair in uh, Mm -hmm. Morganton, North Carolina. Um, And wanted to give a shout-out to my buddy Rachel Freeman. This was her first match. And she got to team up with George South and Ricky Morton. Wow. Who does that? Well, I know. know, In her first match? Come on. Rachel. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm so proud think? of her. I'm 
so proud of her. <laughs> Tweet me, Rachel. Um, and she <laughs> and they took on uh, two thirds of the Burke County boys. They took on Donnie and Porkchop, aka James, mm-hmm. with Tessa Blanchard. You've got uh, and go ahead. We, we've got somebody calling in. I think I know who this is. Go on. Okay. Hold on. Let's let's see who this. I think I know who this is. Sure. Sure. Three three six. You're hey on the from the armory. Hey Jeff, how you doing? Hey. Good. How you guys doing? We're getting by hey. for a Wednesday night. All right. Excellent. Uh, I heard I also, you. Heard you had when, some information for us. I do, and I also went to the George South show in Elkin, and uh, had yes, a great he... time with it as well. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So, uh, but next weekend, Bob and Laura have two shows in North Carolina. I just uh, wanted to run by you guys real quick. Uh, September 13th, September 13th, TNT Championship Wrestling in Pittsburgh, North Carolina. This show, the main word that you want to remember is free. Just keep saying it to yourself. It's Papa John's. It's going to be out in their parking lot. And it's uh, Fan Appreciation and Customer Appreciation Day. And so uh, starting at 3 o'clock... 120 Lowe's Drive, Pittsburgh, North Carolina. Uh, we're going to put on a wrestling show starting at 3 o'clock. And the main event will be Ring of Honors, Adam Page, and Lee Valiant against the Brutes. And uh, I don't, if you're not familiar with the Brutes, they're on the up and up. They're just like the Road Warriors. They just come in and beat people up. And I, so, I, I want to make God sure that I, I understand. I want to make sure that I understood you correctly, Jeff. Are you trying to tell me that this show is free? This show is free because uh, working with Papa John's, and uh, they were familiar with some of our other shows, and so uh, we're just going in there setting up, and it's free. They're going to have all kinds of pizza and drink specials that whole day, and it's just going to be a big party. Wow. And, uh so we're really looking forward to it. It's free, free, free. And the first match is going to start at 3 o'clock. Lance Lude versus Chet Sterling. Wow. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, that's the first match. Uh, Drew Myers is going to be there. Scrapyard Dog, Backwoods Bullies, LeBron Cozone, Jordan O'Neal, Donnie Steamboat. Starts at 3. And... If you're going to the Thomasville PWX show that night, which I'm going to, it's only about an hour away. So we're going to be done at 6. The PWX show starts at 8. So you can make two shows that day. You can just make it a wrestling day. And one can be that. Yeah. So it's free. And uh, Papa John's has put out over 5,000 flyers for this show. So Very it's cool. <laughs> We do not know what to expect, but we're looking forward to it. Also, Very just cool. real quick, uh, September 14th is Firestar Pro Wrestling uh, in Greensboro, 840 Neal Street at the uh, Salvation Army Boys and Girls Club. And uh, mm-hmm. the matches for that are Manny Garcia defending his Southeastern title against Aaron Biggs, Marcellus King against Rick Converse, and the Revolution's own Scrapyard Dog and Joe Black 
versus Chris Lee and the surprise opponent. And if you don't know the revolution, they are legit. They are the toughest faction in North Carolina right now, bar none. Scrapyard Dog, Joe Black, Marcellus King. They're uh, wreaking mayhem throughout Firestar, but uh, we're going to put them in there against Chris Lee and a, and a uh, mystery opponent, and they're going to go at it. And uh, so we're looking forward to uh, both of those shows. And if everybody gets a chance, just uh, stop by TNT Championship Wrestling, like them on Facebook, Firestar Pro Wrestling, like them on Facebook, and follow them on Twitter. So that's uh, next week, September 13th and 14th. Very cool. Very cool. Certainly appreciate the information. I'm always. A- uh, TNT is in uh, Pittsburgh. It's Pittsburgh. about uh, 15 miles outside of Carboro. Okay. Yeah, so right, we're hoping yeah. all the Carboro people. Right. Yeah. And it's free. And it's free. Free. Can't be free. That's the main word. Like Can't free. Can't beat it. No. We love Can't free. Be free. <laughs> we love Never had free wrestling. <laughs> Never heard of free wrestling before. Never. No, no. <laughs> but we're doing Never it. It's an oxymoron. I've never heard wrestling and free put together in the same sentence, but we just did. <laughs> you never have. So, but, no, but, so we just it, did. So it's, there's always a Yeah, place. if you're in the middle of North Carolina, get just go to Pittsburgh, then we'll all travel travel down the road to Thomasville to PWX. Very cool. Very cool. And then we'll spend the night together, and then we'll head Sunday to Greensboro so we, <laughs> so we can have a whole weekend of wrestling. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. But, we probably won't stay all in the same bedroom, but <laughs> I hear you. We'll have a giant camp out. I don't know if that's your Yeah. We'll camp out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And certainly uh, appreciate the time and the information. Hey, thanks guys. Y'all have a good night. Uh, all right, you too, Jeff. Thanks, all right. Jeff. All right, you're welcome. Bye bye. All right. Bye. There goes Jeff giving us a, the lowdown on a free show. You can't beat that. You never know who's going to call in, what they're going to give us. So, got to no, like that. No, and I, I tell you, Firestar Pro Wrestling, I went to see their June show, and he's not kidding. Um, that faction is tough. They don't take any crap off anybody. They dish out beatings. You know, they all jumped on Bobby Lashley. You know, it's tough. Yeah, that's the way that it goes. That's the way that it goes. Wanted to uh, before we uh, before I forget, uh, wanted to go on and tell everybody the guests for next week, and hopefully one of the guests that'll be coming on next week will be my voice returning. But our guest next week will be Johnny Smalls. Laura, won't you tell the folks about Johnny Smalls? Johnny's my buddy. I love Johnny. he, uh, I don't know if everybody knows this or not, but uh, Extreme World Wrestling is no longer a company. The owner, Manny Mack, has decided that he wants to concentrate his efforts into other endeavors, so he has closed XWW. Johnny Smalls I had met through my friend Josie um, at a $5 wrestling show. He was a talent coordinator for XWW. Uh, he's got a lot of great stories. Uh, you've got to hear him talk about Necro Butcher. It's hilarious. And I want to get a little um, inside um, perspective 
on, you know, booking talent and trying to get everybody to work together and everything. And I think Johnny's going to bring a perspective that we may not have had before um, on the show, and I'm really, really looking forward to talking to Johnny. Yeah, and I think uh, you know one of the things that that I would like to, to to find out from Johnny is a lot of times we always hear about you know promotion springing up and and having some success or relative success for a certain amount of time, but we never hear about what happens after the promotion closes. You know that that's right. one of the things that you know we you know we've seen it happen before. You know I've seen promotions come and go. Wonder what happens after the go part. That'd be uh, be be interesting to hear his take on it. Our other guest next week will be, and you'll probably know him by his nickname, is Robert Big Country Ordway. Will be with us. Big well, Country. Tell, Big Country. Why don't you tell the folks a little bit about Big Country? Um, I first saw Big Country at APW in Chester, South Carolina, uh, last November. Big guy that can move. Uh, he's just massive. He and he's, you know, he's towering and he can go. Uh, I've seen him at the Grindhouse as well, at Fireball's Grindhouse, uh, which next week we will talk about. And um, just, I mean, incredible. It, if you guys want to see a big guy that can go and move, knows what he's doing. Uh, Google Robert Big Country Ordway. I believe he also wrestles for SWA, which I want to uh, mention before we go, uh, their show that's coming up. Um, and um, I know that he did do XWW as well. Okay. Um, but uh, I believe, you know, Chester, South Carolina is where he wrestles a whole lot, which is for APW. But cool. two great guys who are going to offer two totally different uh, perspectives uh, into professional wrestling, and I, for one, cannot wait to hear uh, what they have to say. I had a couple of things that I wanted to throw out you uh, before the uh, the end of the show. I had uh, contacted a friend of ours that. Uh, works and has or not works has friends within within tna and uh a lot of you may know that we're in a ratings war right now with tna and and we're winning uh just so that you know yes we are we're winning hashtag Uh, winning hashtag winning yeah uh a lot of you may know that jessica havoc uh make her tna debut uh and I was talking with this particular friend about uh, about TNA and that there was a rumor going around that one of the channels that was interested in picking up TNA is a channel called the Esquire Channel. Uh, and it's on really? DirecTV. Yeah, it's on DirecTV. I can't tell you any more than that. Um, but I cannot get that confirmed through our friend. Um I did know that there have been a couple other people that have been signed, and one of them, uh, uh, and, and this may not be a surprise to anybody, uh, uh, Tiffany, and who is actually Santana Garrett. And there was a lot of bannering back and forth as to why TNA would be continuing to sign talent. Uh, the reason why they're continuing to, to sign talent is that they're losing people is basically what's happening. 
and you're going to see more people leaving TNA because Spike TV was just a high enough platform for some visually, but to move to another channel such as the Esquire channel or another type of channel that has uh, limited visibility is just not in just not in certain wrestlers' best interests. So they will try to opt out of their contracts. That is why TNA is continuing to sign talent. Where it goes from here, I couldn't tell you. I'm not I'm not here to speculate or pass on misinformation. But you know, I got a lot of flack about you know. Well, you said that TNA was this, and you said TNA was that. No, what I said was, why would you continue to operate a company other than business as usual unless you wanted to have a max, mass exodus happen? Right. We sat here and said, you know what, guys, the future looks pretty bleak. I don't know what we're going to do. What do you think would happen? Abandoned it'd be like ship. Rats. Exactly. It'd be like rats jumping off a sinking ship. You'd have nobody on TV. So you continue to sign people, and you act as if business as usual, and you tell everybody, we're moving forward, we're doing the best we can, this is what we're doing, so on and so forth. You put a happy face on. That's what you do. I made some comments last week about CZW that I thought that I was going to get an extreme amount of heat over, and guess what? I didn't. Because people know that I speak the truth, and and I think some people may have taken what I've I set out a context, so what I'd like for you to do is I'd like for you to go back to last week's show, and I'd like for you to listen to the comments that I made about some of the talent that was there. What I said was this. There are guys that are talented that are wrestling in CZW that will never get over with the CZW fans unless they are in the Tournament of Death or the Cage of Death. I didn't say that they wouldn't get over with CZW management, that they wouldn't continue to get booked. I never said that. But it's the fans that pay the tickets. It's the fans that sit in the seats. They buy the merchandise. They buy the pay-per-view streams. They show up to the Flyer Skate Zone in Voorhees, New Jersey. There are wrestlers there that are extremely talented that will continue to get booed and will continue to get no looks because they're just not over with the fans. And that's just the way that it is. And it's been that way in CZW for a long time. That's what I said. So. And, you know, I think you, you, you're right about that, because that's what they want to see. They're, they have a niche. You know, they're, they're so, you know, this is what we came to see. We didn't come to see, you know, two flippy kids. You know what exactly. I mean? I, no, I, I know exactly what you mean. And I, and I actually, I go to my friend George Coles when sometimes I think that my mouth overloads my rear end, you know. And I said, mm-hmm. and I actually asked George off air. And I know that George won't mind this because George is, is as transparent as, as what I am with my comments. You know, I told him, I said, you know, I told him, what, I said, did you hear what I said? And, you know, so on and so forth. And he said, yeah, you know, the, the sad thing is is that there are guys that have done well in front of a CZW audience that could care less. And I said, which was my point, look at Drew Gulak. Guy is awesome. How long do you hold the belt? You know, but they do have a Not successful long, right? niche. No, they do have a yeah. successful niche. They've been in business for 15 years. 
And I don't argue that at all. You know? So, you know, I think that uh, before you send me anything, before you send me something trying to blast me on something that I never said, you ought to go back through and listen to what I said. So, that and I don't exactly. have time to argue with you. I don't have time to argue with people. I don't. Ain't nobody um, got time for that. No, nobody's got any time. About it. And speaking of arguing, just as my luck would have it, folks, I'm sitting here and I get a, I get an email. I get an email from Kickstarter. Project update number two. Zane and Caleb put over the movie by Miguel Esson. Time is running out. Give us your dollars, at least two of them. I'm not giving you people any more of my money. I'm not. Like the, ghost, the ghost of Caleb Conley, and the guy hasn't even died. God. Why me? Rains of pores. Well, let me... Let me, let me, I have two things before we, we head off. I wanted to mention SWA's uh, show in UNA. I think it's UNA. UNA. Mm-hmm. At the UNA Fire Department uh, in Spartanburg. Let me make sure that's right. Um, South Carolina. The doors open at 7 p.m. Marches, uh, matches start at 8. It's this Saturday, September 6th. Um, the uh, SWA heavyweight champion James Drake is going to defend against Salem Center Six. That ought to be a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, the Carolina champ at Alexis Parrish is going to take on Rob Kiljoy. Uh, we've been talking a lot about mixed matches here recently. Uh, ADD is going to take on the tag team champs of Judgment Night. All tickets are $7. You can look up more information and on the SWA uh, webpage um, and tell them that, uh, you know, Life from the Armory sent you. Absolutely. And real, real quick, I wanted to say thank you to Ryan Martell for putting us over on his uh, podcast, Martell's Corner. He does that every week. Uh, we just want to say thank you, Ryan, and we appreciate it. We do appreciate it. And... There's, uh, I put out something on Facebook before we went on air. I had received a, a picture, and I just wanted to let um, both Tracy and Brian, I did not hack iCloud to get that. Um, no, you didn't, because it was shared yeah. by a bunch of people today. Yeah, it was shared by a bunch of people earlier today. Uh, basically, what it is, folks, it's a, uh, it is a picture on my Facebook page of the first annual George South Invitational Battle Royal the winner will advance to the WrestleCade Battle Royal, and of course, WrestleCade happens Saturday, November 29th in Winston-Salem. But there are several participants in there, and my question, what two people was, you know, out of the list of participants, who would you bet your money on? And of course, I got a reply from almost every wrestler that's on the uh, on the poster telling me that they were going to win, that they were going to win. Which I would I would expect. I mean, I wouldn't expect for them to go on there and say, you know, I'm going to give it my best try, but I'm probably not going to win. But I can tell you, folks, I've got my eye on two guys on that poster. And I'm not going to tell you who it is tonight, but I will tell you next week who I believe will be the winner of the first annual George South Invitational Battle Royal. And I don't think it's going to be any surprise to people. I'm just saying. I, too. Because... I, too, have two picks, and I'll reveal them myself next week. Very good. See, so that gives everybody something to look forward to. 
folks, uh, we certainly appreciate uh, you taking the time to be with us tonight. I, w- I want to thank Laura especially for uh, carrying me this week. Hopefully I will be back to 100% next week. Um, and uh, we certainly appreciate all the support, all the outpouring that we've gotten from the wrestling community. We continue to strive to bring you uh, a good show every week. Please tweet us or Facebook us and let us know what you like and what you don't like, who you'd like to see on the show, what you'd like to hear talked about. We can be reached on Twitter, at From the Armory. We're on Facebook. Um, Please continue to support our partners in this venture. Please support www.fnxnetwork.com. Please continue to support www.ssllclothing.com. And remember, folks, there is never a bad seat here at the Armory. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. been listening to live from the armory wrestling radio show listen to us on blogtalkradio.com every wednesday night at 7 p.m eastern time subscribe to us on itunes follow us on twitter at from the armory and you can find us on facebook at facebook.com backslash live.armory.nine if you like what you hear Please take a few moments to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for listening. See you next week.